You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kel Strauss and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. We have a fun show for you today. We are joined by none other than the Dalton Miller here on this fine program. Welcome, Dalton. Dalton! Hey, thanks for having me, ladies. <laughs> um, you miss it when he first hopped on, Megan. I was fully unaware of this, but apparently Dalton not only is a uh, great football and draft analyst, but also he has some like auto-tune capabilities and he started talking to me all these, like, all these different voices. And I was, I'll be honest with you, I'm not deep enough in my happy hour yet where I wasn't thrown off. I got a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got, I got sound bites loaded up as well. I got some Eminem in there. Um, and a bunch of other little stuff. Yeah. So there's a little bit of everything. Oh my God. That's phenomenal. I feel like that's, that's what you do with ransom. Yes. Yeah. It's the uh, anonymous voice voice. <laughs> that's my favorite one easily. It's, it's so <laughs> creepy and unsettling mm-hmm. and I love it. And I have a mustache right now for the people that are not watching. I know this is a terrible podcast etiquette, but I do have a bad mustache right now. So um, it is uh, it is even creepier, the voice. I feel like you're actually perfectly poised, poised, poised. Yeah, to uh, maybe you just need to make a ransom call to like the Jones family and tell them what pick you want them to make this draft. Like, should we do that? Like, yeah, probably not. Um, probably not that that would probably be uh, threatening and I would go to jail right before I'm, you know, supposed to start my new life. But, um, listen, if they're going to hand in the card for Tyler Smith, the, the Tulsa offensive tackle, I might have to do a year or two in prison just, you know, for the, for the sake of the Dallas Cowboys. I just, I think it's a worthy cause and it's worth considering you have, you still have time. Okay. Let's just let's just hope. Let's just hope that they do the right thing. <laughs> uh, secret weapon. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Um, okay. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, we, you guys don't know Dalton's work. He's really great. Um, he is one of our dear friends. We also is one of the writers for Pro Football Network and talking all the things about the draft all the time. Um, not just Cowboys, but. I obviously do want to hone in on the Cowboys. And since, I mean, you do talk about other teams too. Shoot, we might as well get a bit of a preview of the NFC East and what we might be dealing with if there's any guys that you think um, we'd unfortunately have to face and hopefully they're not too good. But I want to dive in. Um, 
there's lots of talk. I think that you know there are a lot of people that saw some of the names that came across as guys that made official visits, and they're starting to do some speculation based off of those names. But then there was some, you know, there's been some some, some things that have happened, and I want to know like. Are we are we looking at like secondary Nate, maybe a little bit more than we were previously um, the the trade up trade back options like how crazy do you see next Thursday getting. Um, I mean, I hope it's not too crazy, honestly, because I think when we talk about crazy factor it's talking about moving up and there's. Very few draft prospects in this class that I would move up for. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys already don't have a ton of draft capital this year. I would like for them to sit there at 24 and make their pick or even, you know, trade back. If, you know, say Detroit doesn't go with a, a quarterback at two, say they go with Trayvon Walker at, at two and some of those good quarterbacks are still on the board of somehow, you know, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, um, you know, maybe even, uh, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. If one of those guys are available at 24, maybe Detroit tries to move up and, and nab that guy uh, before anybody else can. But I, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. And in this draft class, I think it's going to be really difficult for me to not want to move back in, in the first round. And I know that, you know, Jeffrey's captain trade down and we always talk about it as a fantasy. And I think that, you know, most likely it will be a fantasy. Um, but I do think that with, the way that this class is set up, I'm comfortable with the guys that are going to be there at 24 all the way down to 32. I'd be happy with, you know, how the board would fall most likely. I think it's interesting that there was the conversations around, you know, trading, trading up. I feel like we always talk value when it comes to this Dallas Cowboys team. And, you know, talking about there hasn't been a ton of quarterback prospects in this in this year's draft or at least a lot of people are saying that and so because of that you know people are thinking well you know some of the guys that other people want aren't going to be pushed down as low right so maybe you would have to be in a position where you trade up but let me ask you this too i feel like on the flip side there's there's a there's pretty decent depth at receiver and not just receiver but also some tight ends um you know as a receiving threat and you know there seems to be a handful of o-line guys so do you feel like while there's been a lot of talk about maybe trading up, is it more likely to trade back? I mean, even thinking like Travis Frederick, that was trading back. So it's like it hasn't happened before. And, and obviously the value was there there. Yeah. It, and if a team wants to to bring, you know, a, a trade to the, the Dallas Cowboys and they take it, that would be fantastic because I do think that this class is really strong from like 25 to 100, 115. So I think if you can, you know, put together as many of those picks as possible in this draft, I think that you're, you're cooking with grease as they say. So I do think trying to get as many of those picks, I think the linebacker is super deep as well. That's a position that the Cowboys would like to look at. Um, edge rusher um, is another one, you know, really just depending on how they want to use Micah Parsons. And I know, probably still in the hybrid role, but there's even some hybrid guys in this draft. Leo Chanel, 
Um, Nick Benito are two of those guys who could play a little bit of edge and play a little bit of off-ball linebacker, and you can kind of use them and Micah Parsons interchangeably. I think that's something that Dan Quinn would be interested in. Um, But on top of that, like you already talked about, wide receiver is deep in this class. I think there's going to be value there on day two. Um, as well as if they don't go guard in the first round, I think that you can find a guard at 56 most likely. Um, you'll get, obviously, the, the biggest return in round one. You're going to get a starting caliber player um, in the, either Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green. Um, but it's no guarantee that either of those guys will be there either. And I think that that's not something that uh, we're kind of thinking about as Cowboys fans. When we go through these mock drafts, we just kind of see them you know, usually both available at that time. And you can kind of pick and choose. But when you look at the needs of, you know, say the Los Angeles Chargers, they need a a right guard and a right tackle. The right tackle might not be there. They might end up taking Zion Johnson to play guard for them. Um, And then you look at the Arizona Cardinals could use some help in their interior. They might end up, you know, snatching Kenyon Green from you. And, you know, they could look at Kenyon Green and they could look at Kelvin Beecham, their right tackle, see He's on the last year of his deal and say, hey, Kenyon Green can come in, play guard for us right away and then move out for tackle. Um, so there's a chance that neither of them are there at 24. And that might push a receiver down to you, but you might kind of be stuck in a, a worst case scenario at 24 and kind of having to just take best player available. So I actually think it's interesting. You talked about like this position flex and. I mean, Lord knows we hyped the hell out of that this past year. And rightfully so with Mm -hmm. Micah Parsons and like the Zach Martins, like those guys are freaks. Yeah. And you just mentioned like Kenyon Green and there's a couple other guys that have position flex. I'm curious as to what camp you're in. Do you view a position flex as a positive thing or do you think it's more of a master of none? And then B, do you feel like maybe there's a threshold in it, it, it. Maybe let's just say the draft to ground it in something relevant right now, the threshold in the pick order that this position flex is more like a, yeah, you're just a utility player. We we're going to put you as a body on the team versus a, this dude is it, you know, and can do yeah. everything. I think usually just as a rule, it's a master of none type deal. Um, and I think that NFL teams, a lot of the time will take, a hybrid player to play the position that he wasn't necessarily built to play. Uh, look at Hassan Reddick when he was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. He played defensive end at Temple and then went and played off ball. Linebacker for Arizona did not play well and then didn't even really get a chance to play on the edge until Jan- Chandler Jones's injury. He pops off, goes to Carolina, has another great year, and then gets paid in this offseason. But you've seen that with the Cardinals a couple times, I say, as Simmons played safety in college, played linebacker at the NFL level, took him a while to kind of get going. These guys with position flex a lot of the times um, are a little bit of a master of none. Sometimes they have a little bit of everything. You know, Jamal Adams is one where, you know, he is definitely a a safety. He's a strong safety, but he's a little bit of a linebacker. He can rush the passer as well. Um, But I think that the guys who can do everything at a high level are incredibly rare. They are your Zach Martins. They are your Micah Parsons. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, some more, you know, position flex guys that are like that. Um, Elkton Jenkins, the offensive lineman for Green Bay, can play anywhere at a high level. And that's not something that you see, especially at offensive line. Uh, so I, I do think it's it's usually a master of none thing. And for the, the pick thing, I think it just all depends on, you know, what you could envision their value being. It's, it's all about projection at the end of the day. And if you think that they're going to be a big difference maker, 
you know, a, a guy who played, you know, say left tackle Evan Neal, for instance, at, at Alabama. Um, if you believe that he can come in and play right tackle at a high level or, or, you know, even if you, for some reason he falls and you need him at guard, um, go for it. But I, I think where it comes in to hurt you is, you know, a guy who's only played on the left side his entire career, uh, like Ika McQuanu, uh, NC State. I think if you try to move him to the right side and just say, hey, we need a right tackle. When you played tackle in college, it was left tackle. Go out and play right tackle. That's not the type of position flex that you want to look for. He's not used to that movement. It's completely different. It's his opposite foot. Um, so I, I think that we kind of think guys can just go out and do it when most of them cannot. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, uh, Meg, I saw your tweet. I want to talk about wide receiver for a minute because I think this is a pretty like hot bush button issue with, with Cowboys fans in general. But, you know, like Meg, I know like you and I are big Amari fans. You love your, your guy. But then, um, you know, there might have been some news that came out of the West Coast that was kind of interesting. And I want to get y'all's thoughts just purely hypothetical. <laughs> Never going to happen. Like, we know it's never going to happen. Can some other really unintelligent front office just offload, take take away some of our fifth round picks, like take just like some of them off our hands, and maybe we could like get a shot at that. Like, I feel like he he might want to be here too. Like, maybe we just solve it that way. Like, what do y'all think? Uh, I love Debo. He's one of my like top three to five players in the you get a position flex. Uh, yeah, he could be. He doesn't want to, though. He wants to play wide receiver. And I think that a lot of people saw the role that he was in towards the latter part of last season and say, you know, he's got all this position flex, but that's what makes him valuable. They don't understand. He was on pace for almost 100 catches in the first eight games of the season. He was going to quite possibly be the leading receiver last season. We saw what Cooper Cup did out in L.A., Debo was on that type of pace. He still led the league in yards per catch last year. He is a freak of nature as a pure wide receiver. He is a superstar. He does not need to be in the backfield running the ball either. And obviously he wouldn't have to do that here in Dallas. My issue with everything is just that the Jerry Jones, Steve, and Jerry would, would do this, but, but there's no way Steven, who is the man that is running the day-to-day -day operations at this point, there's no way him and his tight pockets would do this. <laughs> I hate it so much. Me it's too. like, <laughs> I'm like, come it's on. A, for, for the Dallas Cowboys to be America's team, they are an incredibly uninteresting team to cover in the off season because they just don't do anything. They Not just wrong. sit on their hands and say, hey, we're just going to let the draft come to us. That's what happens. Yeah. You're not. Wrong. I just want to like say that to their face one time, just so they know that we're boring. Like that. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I just want to tell Steven that he's boring. You're boring me. Mm -hmm. I genuinely would not put it past Megan on a game day, a few beverages in if he walked by us in like the concourse. Like she'd be like, hey, just need you to know. You bore me like yeah. 100% could see that. Like Meg is one of those Meg may or may not unintentionally almost throw hands. Like every time she's at AT&T stadium. Listen, ah. we see, listen, we see fights all the time at sporting <laughs> events. I just wouldn't envision Meg being one to, to throw hands at a, at a football game. Yes, I will never get into a physical altercation, but I will fight you with my words. She will. <laughs> 
The she problem will. is sometimes uh, fighting with the words turns into fighting with the hands. And if you're not <laughs> ready for that, it can get ugly. There's some crazy people out I there. I never go that far. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I don't go that far. That, she made me sound all real feisty. But, yeah, but right. uh, it's more like, you know, a little jab here and there. Some people, um, some opposing fans need to know. We, what? I said some opposing fans need to know. They need to put, be put in their place. They need to be put on notice. It's true. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're from Tennessee. Um, but <laughs> speaking of things that, like, we don't think are going to happen, nor do we expect um, you did kind of tantalize us with the, there are few guys that you would move up for. Who are those guys and um, are any of them Derek Stingley? Just wondering. Uh, <laughs> or did you say, are any of them Derek Stingley? Yes, I did say yes, that. Yes, that's, that's exactly the name that I was thinking of. And no, he is not going to fall to the Dallas Cowboys at this point. Um, they're not going to be able to trade up for him. He is going to be going in the top 15, and I don't think that's even a question. Um, I still believe he's the best cornerback in this draft. I, I know a lot of people like Sauce more. I do not. I, I think that Derek Stingley is upside. What's that? It was his last name, Sauce Gardner. Uh, yes, yes. Ahmad, they, his name's Ahmad, but I mean, Sauce is just so much cooler. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think Stingley is the best. I think that his upside is, you know, a Darrell Rebus type of lockdown corner. Um, I don't think that the Cowboys have a shot even of trading up for him. Um, so that that's a tough one. Another one that I would consider, but I don't think falls out of the top 10 most likely is Charles Cross. Uh I think that, you know, as a pass protector, we really like the aesthetic guy. And when it comes to like aesthetic feet in, in pass protection, Charles Cross is that. And I think because he is so pretty as a pass protector, I think that people underrate his ability as a, a run blocker as well. Um, I think that he is, you know, a, a top seven player in this draft class for me. And he is right below those two other tackles. I think in mock drafts, we see him fall a little bit. He's not ranked quite as high as those guys, but he is right there with Ika McQuanu and Evan Neal. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Is there a pick that you'd be upset to see the Cowboys take with the position? Yes, there's one player. I, I honestly think there realistically, there's only one player I would not like at 24, and that's Tyler Smith, the Tulsa tackle. Um, and I only bring it up because he has been connected with the Cowboys quite a bit in in mock drafts. 
Um, I just think that he is a long-term project at tackle. Um, it's not really a position that we need. I don't need him to, to flex into guard at all uh, to start his career. I just don't need that pick um, as a Dallas Cowboys fan. So that's the one where if they're considering it, that's the one that I'm I'm calling the the draft room and and getting my uh, voice a little bit deeper than I am threatening uh, the, the Joneses not to make that move. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I know I don't have enough money for what it would cost you to file like like just defend yourself in a lawsuit against that family, but like. <laughs> Best believe I would give you everything I had just to have you do like a little stunt like that. Like, that's phenomenal. Um, all right, cool. So we know who we don't want. Uh, we know some potential targets. Again, we've talked about it so many times. Give us a couple names in the later rounds. Again, we know this team is constantly trying to extract value. I feel like their blueprint is, is pretty cut and dry. And again, I do, you know, it, or at least it has been. But now are we considering adding secondary to that mix, you know, again as well, or, or where's our head at in terms of guys to look for and are we adding another position group? Yeah. So, I mean, they don't seem all that worried uh, about our situation at corner. Um, I'm not incredibly worried about our situation at corner, no matter what happens with boss man fat. Um, I think that they have three starting caliber cornerbacks or two and a half, you know, Jordan Lewis is kind of half a, a starting caliber corner at this point. Um, but he's somebody who could come out and make splash plays, uh, which is something that we all like, uh, as defensive fans. I think that when you're looking at kind of value, this running back class, it's not being talked about much, um, because there aren't the high end prospects, um, in this class. But I think that when you start to get to early day three, looking at guys like Tyler Beatty from uh, Missouri, looking at James Cook from Georgia um, and Brian Robinson Jr. from Alabama, I think that those three guys are, are guys to kind of circle um, early on day three because you're running out of time for Tony Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott is not getting any younger um, and could probably use a little bit of a spell as his career progresses. He's not going to be a 300 touch every season guy, or he shouldn't be a 300 touch guy every single season, you know, no matter how much money he is getting paid. So I'd circle running back. Um, Damian Pierce is another one out of Florida to look for tight end is another one that, you know, I, I think day three is where they kind of go with it. There's some developmental guys that I really like. Um, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, Chigo Zim Aconquo from uh Maryland. I think I got the last name right. That's the, the, the one that I really wanted. Um, Cole Turner from Nevada and Grant Calcaterra. Tell me that the head injuries are okay with Grant, and I would love to take him all the way up in round four. I think he's a fantastic player. Concussions can be a little bit tricky though. Uh, so that's something to look for. And then even guys like uh Daniel Bellinger from San Diego state is a guy who I think might go earlier than a lot of people uh, kind of think, but if he's there on, on day three, that's another tight end that I'm looking for, you know, this corner class, I, I wish that there were guys that I like later. There's just, there's just really isn't, I would like to get a little bit more depth there. Um, Mikael Wright from Oregon is a guy that I'm looking at and Alante Taylor, but you know, those are kind of the only guys that are, I really like on, on day three to come in and bring depth. Um, maybe three Castro fields from, from Penn state, but I don't love him. Um, that's, it's more of a, an upside pick. And we haven't had a, a ton of luck recently with some of these upside picks at, uh, at corner. 
What are your thoughts with the running back situation? Should they bring a guy in? Is this an immediate impact type of player? I mean, obviously, you know who your, your bell cow is and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, you know, if you're looking off in the distance <clears throat> at the roadmap of this starting lineup, there's some questions about how long a certain starting player is going to be in the mix, right? So yeah. is this a integrate earlier and try to carry the load or is it a hey listen like you you stay back and learn from the big dogs and when it's your time like we're going to put you in yeah so I, I think this year we might see a little bit more of tony pollard in the slot them going you know 21 personnel and using him as a legitimate wide receiver i think if they're going to do that i think a guy like you know james cook brian robinson whoever it is can get some significant carries not that they'll get you know 100 but they might get, you know, 60 to 80 carries on the season um, if they are trying to use Tony Pollard more as a wide receiver and trying to create mismatches. Um, and obviously things will change. They'll move around and you'll put Tony Pollard in the backfield. But I do think somebody who comes in on, you know, early on day three can come in and make an immediate impact, even though it's not going to be, you know, a high volume impact. I, I think that you're going to see a third running back touch the ball a little bit more than in years past. Yeah. Who's your pet cat? That's tough. I mean, my pet cat was David Ajabo. Um, I actually had him as my edge one before he got injured. And uh, the Achilles injury is tough um, on him. Um, and, and so I think he's obviously probably going to redshirt his his first year, which is okay because he needed to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger against the run. Um, I think that he can kind of build that while rehabbing uh, that that foot. And then I think, you know, by the time year two rolls around, you know, I thought that he had 20 sack potential. Like this is a guy who I legitimately think can be an all pro at the next level as a pass rusher. Um, a lot of people put the the raw tag on him. I don't think that as a pass rusher, he is raw. He's still learning um, some sequencing and really trying to figure out what the offensive tackle is doing to try to stop him. But as a pure pass rusher, he has every single move in the tool, by, uh, tool bag. He got better every single week as he played. I watched the entire season for Michigan, uh, watching him and Aiden Hutchinson. I had the hot take that I thought he was better than Aiden Hutchinson forever. Um, and I still do believe that now his injury makes him interesting because what do the Cowboys love to do on date on in, in round two ladies? They, they, they love to take risks on off field stuff and injuries. And he is an injury guy and he might be there at 56, no matter how good his tape is. That injury redshirts him. It's round two. He only has three more seasons after that. So he might be there at 56. And I think if he is, you 100% pull the trigger every single time on that player. Dang. My other one uh, would be Khalil Shakir. I think he steps in day one. Uh, this is the Boise State wide receiver. Steps yeah. in day one and is a difference-making slot receiver right off the bat. And we would need that too, and especially considering the lineup right now that they've got a wide receiver. And also, not to mention... This Cowboys front office loves them some Boise boys. And I feel they, like, yep, they don't draft non power five school guys, but they will draft a Boise state guy that is not power five. So yes, that is definitely a, a trend. And it's going to the offensive side of the ball where our offensive coordinator is the Boise state legend. So it, yeah. it all makes sense. I'm telling you, like there's something and I don't even know, like, I don't know what the connection is, but it exists. Like it's like the pipeline to Dallas. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
we talked a lot about like what's going on in terms of the Cowboys roster and, and you know their attempts to build it up again this season. But like I, I feel like something I would be remiss to not bring up and something I we should probably all be doing is considering some of the matchups that we're gonna have to face too. I want to get your thoughts since you look at all these other teams as well. And some of the players, A, that this team could see uh, themselves facing in the NFC East and maybe um, some that might be straight terrifying, a la, you know, um, why am I forgetting uh, homie's name from the Ohio State, Chase Young, like yeah. those, those types, like the ones where we're like, oh, yeah, we think that Dorrance Armstrong is a good answer. And then it's like, Oh, but then the Eagles go and take X, Y, Z. And we're like, F that's yeah. terrifying. Yep. So thing, just so we're clear. Yes, correct. So for, for that, I mean, when you're looking at the draft, Kyle Hamilton is a guy who I think could very well be a Washington commander. Um, I love Kyle Hamilton, everything that he brings. I know a lot of people like to bring up him getting beat a little bit by Alex, Pe Alec Pierce, um, at Cincy and, uh, whoever the little slot receiver is at Cincy, but the six, four guy shouldn't be playing in the slot anyways, against guys who are faster than him. Correct. Um, just anatomically a, a six foot four safety is not going to be able to mirror and match a five foot nine slot receiver. It's not going to happen. So don't put him in that situation. Um, the other thing that we could see um, is uh, them take Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. Um, no. They want, yeah, they they definitely want a, another wide receiver to to help out Carson Wentz, and they already have two Ohio State wide receivers on the roster. I very much believe that they are going to. If they don't take Kyle Hamilton, they are going to take one of those two Ohio State wide receivers. It's probably going to be Garrett Wilson. I don't love that Garrett Wilson is my wide receiver one in this class. I think he's fantastic. Um, that is not a matchup that I would like to see, even though I believe in the secondary and the defense of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Philadelphia can can do some damage on defense. Um, they can take, you know, one of the, the top corners if they're still available. They can go out and take a guy like Drake London at wide receiver, who is going to be a matchup nightmare at six foot three, 220 pounds. Um, they could also take a guy. They could also be the the team that takes Chris Olave. Um, and so you have to deal with that as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of tough when, when you're talking about the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and Washington commanders, and then the giants have two top 10 picks. They're probably going to help out their offensive line with one of those picks. And they might be the, the team that takes Derek Stingley or, or Ahmad Gardner. So, um, I, I think that they, all three teams in the division have a very good chance in the first round of significantly upgrading their rosters. Um, two of them have two picks and the other one is going to take the, the, the commanders are just, they're going to take Kyle Hamilton or one of the two Ohio state receivers. There's, I don't have any questions about that. Uh, it stinks, but um, the, the Cowboys are, are still a, a far superior roster to any of the three teams in this division. What are the Giants doing besides continuing to be irrelevant and worthless? Well, um, I think their hope is not to be irrelevant and worthless for too much longer. <laughs> Listen, Dave Gettleman destroyed that roster. Um, he made poor decision after poor decision. It was hilarious to watch as a Cowboys fan um, and very depressing to watch as a fan of football um, that just, you know, likes good football in general because he screwed that up. So 
they have a long way to go still. Um, they have some draft capital here in this class to, to kind of fix stuff. I could see them trading down with the team, moving up to try to get a quarterback, to try to add more spots because they have a, they still need to completely kind of overhaul that offensive line. That is so terrifying. Like, so terrifying. I and they would- don't have a quarterback, so we're okay. Daniel Jones is not the future. They understand that, but I don't think they're going to go for a quarterback in this draft either. I think they wait until next year. I was going to say, is there someone who's better than Daniel Jones in this in this draft, like as a quarterback? Maybe not. I mean, it's 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 kind of tough. I, I've seen flashes from Daniel Jones. Um, I think Malik Willis is the guy that I'm willing to bet on, him or, or Desmond Ritter, but I think it's going to take work for either of them to get to Daniel Jones' level right now. Yeah. Well, um, let's just. You don't like Daniel Jones, neither do we. But what are your thoughts on Wentz, though? I mean, you said you're you're giving him maybe an Ohio State, you know, wide receiver. You think he's good enough? I think I think Wentz is. I know this is going to sound awful, but I think Wentz is broken mechanically and he's mentally weak. <laughs> oh Lord. I, I, I hate to be like mean about players, but I've just, I've heard so much about him behind the scenes. I just, I don't think he's got it. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was mentally weak when he was talked into wearing the hot dog suit. So, I mean, thank you for further uh, validating my, it's just, it's just kind of embarrassing to watch. I mean, I, I honestly, like on a personal level, you look at his career like in, in Indy and you're like, dude, like that is just so epically awful. Like I can't, I just, ugh, ugh. Um, all right. Well, this is the last one I had for you. Cause I just, I also feel like there's been a lot of people who have had a hard time giving definitive answers in terms of, you know, first, like who's the, who's the number one pick, right? Like you pretty much always seem to know who it is. And Obviously, last year we knew Trevor Lawrence. Like my God, we knew Trevor Lawrence <laughs> beginning of the football se- college football season, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, if you had to, if you had to put one out there, who who you got? It's going to be Aiden Hutchinson. Um, there, there's just too many dots that are connecting there. Um, if it's not Aiden Hutchinson, it'll be Ika McQuano from NC State. Um, he is the Jaguars' top-rated tackle. He fits. Doug Peterson's offense to perfection. He is a lot like Jason Peters. Um, So I I think that Iquanu would be the guy if it's not Hutch. When was the last time someone from NC State was picked like first? Never, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yep. Um, Well, cool. Well, those are kind of all my thoughts. I am, I admittedly have a lot of uh, diving in to do because it's just been kind of nuts right now. I've been so school focused and I'm like, Oh guys, the draft is draft is next week. Yeah. Literally next week. Meg, what else do you got for Dalton? Have you been to Aruba lately? No, I have not been to Aruba lately. Um, actually that trip is uh, next week. Um, oh. But I am not going oh. this year because we're moving to a different country. So the wife and I are not going to Aruba this year. Wait, um, what's your Aruba ties? So my <laughs> my wife's family has a uh, has a timeshare down there. Her grandparents got it years and years and years ago. Um, but I said something at Heffrey's house one day about being in Aruba, and uh, now like, that is not Aruba. how I said it. That is not how I said it. <laughs> not how I said it. 
I would never have said it that way. You are a liar. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure I say something. Um, well, you may not have said it that way, but it translated in my brain that way. Yeah. Um, all it's right. all good. Well, my cat's just started to fight, so um, I'm good on my end. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Oh, uh, Dalton, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. Uh, tell the good people where to find you, what you're working on. Save us from ourselves, mainly me and my little petting zoo. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, first of all, second of all, you can find me on Twitter at Dalton B. Miller. You can find me on Twitch at the same name, Dalton B. Miller. You can find my work at the Pro Football Network. Um, I'm going to have a media mock draft coming out. I'm going around asking beat writers and NFL draft Knicks from around the country uh, to make picks one through 32. And then I am reacting to them as if it is draft night. So that's going to be a fun project for me to, to put out there before the draft. And uh, after that, it's the dead season. So read all my in-depth film study stuff that I'm forcing onto Pro Football Network. Yes, love to hear it. All right, my friend. Well, good luck for us this week. Uh, guys, make sure you give Dalton a follow. Look at all his amazing content. This is his Super Bowl this time of year. I promise it'll be worth your time. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast, wherever you your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher, rate, review, subscribe. It really does mean a lot to us. You can also come hang out with Meg and I on social media. I mean, I think I'm kind of fun to follow. I think Meg's, you know, pretty witty. Uh, Dalton, I mean, you might agree. Like, I think they're both witty. I mean, you guys just heard it from Meg. You, you just heard the wittiness from Meg. So, <laughs> uh, I am on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles, and I'm also on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Twitter and Instagram. Unfortunately, uh, Jason Garrett has 27 more followers than me on Twitter, but you can change that by a click of a button. <laughs> think about it start today kids all right well um that's an important campaign to leave everyone with but there's also some important words that we have to make sure we leave with especially in light of the fact that we just previewed what they might be doing with the draft and megan uh take it away dallas forever philly for never birds aren't real birds aren't real uh, neither is nathan no nathans don't let jason garrett beat megan in the follower race Wait, can you say birds aren't real in the creepy voice? Birds aren't real. <laughs> and on that note, bye guys. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, 
you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.